This afternoon, uh, I had the opportunity to listen to something on the radio that I'll say personally was, was, was pretty moving for me to, have, to be able to listen to. Uh, I read in the newspaper uh, just this past week in the Baltimore Sun uh, a story about something that was actually found in the warehouses of the Baltimore Sun that had been missing uh, for quite some time. Uh, somebody was probably cleaning out a closet or cleaning out some sort of corner, found a box, and in the box they found two 16-inch vinyl records that they had no idea was about. So they did some research, and they found out that those vinyl records were actual recordings of a broadcast that happened on Christmas Day on 70 years ago. The two records, each of which were 30 minutes long, were copies of a December 25th, 1943 Christmas broadcast. And what it did is it featured soldiers who were fighting in Europe from the 29th Infantry Division and the Army Air Forces, as well as women from the Red Cross, who were sending messages home from Europe back to their loved ones. The, the local radio station here found out what the Baltimore Sun had discovered and decided to rebroadcast both of these things, uh, both of these records over the past couple of weeks. The original records were broadcast uh, throughout the Mid-Atlantic region 70 years ago in an effort to try to send messages from people who were fighting on the front lines back to their loved ones who were living in the Mid-Atlantic. It was so popular on Christmas Eve so long ago that the switchboards to the Baltimore Sun the day after were overrun. It was so popular they had to take the transcript from this radio broadcast and then put it in the Baltimore Sun in order to distribute these messages that were sent home. And as I listened to it today, uh, I just kept thinking what it must have been like 70 years ago to be someone who was tuning into their radio on Christmas Day, wives, little ones, children, families, friends, hoping to hear of the voice of their loved ones broadcast all the way back from Europe. Wondering whether the voice of their father or the voice of their brother or the voice of their cousin would come up on the radio. Wondering whether they'd actually survived all the fighting that they'd read about in the war. Wondering with anticipation, wishing good news would come to them over this radio broadcast. Throughout the Advent season, our church has been looking at these uh, visitations from angels that happened throughout the Christmas story. And anytime these angels visited normal flesh and blood people, they came with a message, they came with announcement of something that was very profound, something that was about to happen in human history that would change everything. We saw angels visiting Zechariah. Angels visiting Elizabeth. We saw an angel come to Mary who was a 12-year-old teenager and telling Mary that she was about to conceive by the Holy Spirit and bear a child that would be named Jesus. We saw angels visiting Joseph. We saw angels visiting all sorts of people. And in this story that we just read, we see the angels coming and visiting us once again. But now the message is different. The message before was one of anticipation. Something is going to happen. Something is going to come that's going to change everything. But now the message was one of realization. God has come in the form of a baby. 
And one of the words the angels say to the shepherds when he visits them is that I bring good news of glad tidings. You know, sometimes we see that word good news, which is uh, in the Greek could also be translated the word gospel. We hear that term good news and we think of, you know, putting our hands in our jeans and finding an extra five bucks that we didn't realize that we had. But actually that word had a much deeper and much more profound sense in the first century. It had tremendous significance. Because what would happen is when something significant happened politically in the ancient world, whether it was the rise of a new emperor or the death of someone significant or important, what would happen is messengers would be sent out in all the different towns who would have to declare this new good news or this new gospel to the people. And if you were living in one of these towns and you saw one of these messengers coming to the town, you would know that they were about to share with you a message that would change everything about your life. They were about to share a message that you knew life was about to change and things could not go back to the way they were before. The angels came to bring good news. They came to bring the gospel. They came to say that God is doing something powerful that is going to change everything. It's going to change the entire trajectory of human history. It is going to change everything. Now, what's so remarkable about the Christmas story as we've looked at it throughout the Advent season is how God chooses these most insignificant people in order to share this message with. We saw it with Mary. We saw it with Joseph. These were not people of high social status. They weren't people of significance. They were normal flesh and blood people, just like you and I, who were visited by God and were included in God's great plan. The birth of Christ had incredible significance, yet the first people that God chose to share this great message to were the shepherds. If I had significant news, if I had a great message that I needed to get out to the masses, of course, I have things like Twitter and Facebook and email and all these opportunities that they didn't have before. But even if I lived in the ancient world and I had news that I wanted to share with someone that was important, I would find the most influential people that I knew and tell them that news and trust them to disseminate that information to everybody else around, but not God. Because God regularly chooses to do things in the most unique and the most unexpected ways. You see, shepherds, the people that received this first message of Christ's birth, were of very little significance in the ancient world. At best, they were normal, jo- they were normal Joes just like you and I. They were just simply ordinary people. Very many people think that they were peasants, that they were on the bottom rung of society. Some people believe that they were untrustworthy, that they were despised, that they were cast out, that they were considered to be worthless individuals. One of the things we know from history is in that ancient culture, they would be deemed ceremonially unclean. And what that meant is they were not allowed to worship alongside everyone else. They were outcasts. They were on the margins of society, yet God chose to share his great message of hope with them. The story tells us that the shepherds are simply minding their own business. They're in their fields, tending their sheep, 
when an angel shows up in their presence. Sometimes when we hear of angel, we think of Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life or some other really tame character. But these angels were angelic warriors, and whenever they showed up, people were afraid. And the same is true of the shepherds. They panicked in fear when this angel showed up, but their fear quickly transformed into amazement. And ultimately, it transformed into joy. As the skies opened up and the world demonstrates, got to see the demonstration of the entire heavenly host unveiled in front of them. And their response was amazement. And ultimately, it was joy. They looked at one another and they said, we must find this baby. So they, de- they, they departed in haste in order to find this baby. It was the most important thing for them at that moment to find this thing that the angels were speaking about. So the scriptures tell us that they left everything and went in haste to find this baby. Why were they in such a rush? Why were they, with, why were they in such haste to find this baby And I think it's because they knew that to find Jesus meant that all of their deepest desires in life were about to be realized. All of their deepest desires were about to be satisfied in that baby boy. You know, the truth is, all of us live with all sorts of desires. And maybe you're sitting here tonight, you're you're kind of thinking about, what, what am I desiring as a person? Maybe you're You're full of desires of things that you hope to get on Christmas morning. Gifts or presents or or seeing a relative. We have all these desires. We're people who are desirous people that long for things all the time. But the truth is, there are deeper desires that speak to the heart of every person that lives. Desires that direct the entire purpose and trajectory of our lives. Because I think every person that lives and breathes desires more than anything else to experience joy that lasts, to experience peace that doesn't run away, and to give their lives to something that is bigger than them. But for the majority of people that we rub shoulders with day in and day out, those desires go relatively unfulfilled. And they go unfulfilled because what the scriptures tell us, what the gospel tells us, tells us is that our most profound relationship, that is our relationship with God, has been deeply broken and it's been deeply fractured. The gospel's clear. Does that relationship, that relationship that we were made and designed to live in, that relationship that should be the most fundamental relationship of our entire lives is fractured by our sin and our rebellion. And because we don't experience a full relationship with God due to our sin, our desires remain perpetually unfulfilled in life. You see, the angels came. They came to announce that God was about to do something. That God was going to come and rescue us from our sin. He was going to come and rescue us from our brokenness. He was going to come and rescue us from our great need. You see, one of the things that the shepherds would do, part of their jobs was to tend sheep, right? And in that ancient culture, in that ancient world, shepherds would have to tend upwards of 30,000 sheep because sheep were so important to that culture. Part of the religion of that day held a sacred feast called Passover. 
And at that Passover feast, lambs would be slaughtered in order to make sacrifice to God for sin. You know what the gospel tells us? The gospel tells us that that baby that was born to Mary and Joseph would be that once and for all sacrifice. He was the baby that was born to die. The baby who was born to make the perfect sacrifice that was needed in order for you and I to be restored to a right relationship with God, making it possible for us to experience the joy and peace that we all so desperately long for. Those deep desires that plague us are satisfied in our relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the shepherds knew that, so they made haste. But the question becomes for all of us, what will our response be to this good news? Will we, like the shepherds, flee to Jesus with haste and receive that gift of eternal life? Will we be amazed at what God has done on our behalf? Will we receive, in turn, the satisfaction that we so deeply desire?